We're going to have fun tonight. I'm going to have fun. I've been working on this literally for weeks, but, but last two or three days, a lot. Now, I did this. I came down today, and I took all of my notes and put them up here where you can make sense of it by a visual. So if you can't see it, move forward or put your glasses on, okay? Now, one of the things, and I want to welcome everybody online is that the people who are not necessarily born again and people who are born again are starting to ask the same question, is what we're going through, the, the end, when's Jesus coming back? And are, are we, when is, the, when is the tribulation period beginning? And uh, what other questions? Uh, is this the mark of the beast right now? And all those questions. And, and, you know, it's amazing how, how easy it is to get into a conversation with somebody when they start asking these questions because it seems like most people know something's going on, but they don't know what it is. Now, I'm going to go through tonight and explain it to you. Now, one of the things that I'm going to do is we're going to talk about at what point is Jesus returning, how close are we? And is it just speculation? Do we have anything to back it up? And we're, and we're going to get into the Word of God. Let me show you what I've got going on here. Um, God does everything that he has ever done in the earth by the Jewish calendar. Now, once you learn that, you now can stop wondering about what's happening when. In other words, the first, when Jesus came the first time, uh, died on unleavened bread, I mean, died on Passover, um, rose from the dead, first fruits, Pentecost. These feasts have been fulfilled. We're going to get into these in a minute. Really great, really. But, but I'm, I'm going to take the Bible and show you to the best of my ability. Some of them I've got to move quick. So if you want to know, write down, write down the, the references. If not, I wrote some of them up here for you. So let's go. Acts 1. The return of Jesus, how close is it? Yeah, very, very close. And, and what's, what's going to be fun is that, that we don't know everything yet. I don't know everything yet, but I, I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to tell you what I know. I'm going to tell you what I think I know. And I'm going to tell you what I don't know. But I believe that God wants us to know more than we know. Does that, can we get in agreement with that? And the scripture is that as you see this day of coming, uh, if he didn't want you to know, you wouldn't see the day coming. Okay? So in Acts 1, it starts off with uh, verse 9. Now when they had spoken these things, they watched and he was taken. A cloud received him out of sight. And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, he went up. And two men stood by them in white apparel and said, Men of Galilee, why are you standing gazing into heaven? The same Jesus who was taken up into heaven will come in like manner as you saw him go. So we have a, we have a word from God, not conspiracy. Jesus is returning to the earth. He is coming back. And, um, and so when is he coming back? What's, you know, when I first got born again, I had a lady that said something to me and I had just, I hadn't been saved, but maybe a few months. And she said, you know, Jesus could return at any moment. And when she said that, my spirit man went, uh-uh. And I, when she walked away, I prayed and I said, what, how, when is Jesus coming back? And the Lord said this to me. He said, the church 
will be praying for him to come back. In other words, he said, it will get rough. Now, I've told people that for years, but you know, people got their ideas and they don't change. And, but you know, as time goes on, a lot of things you say become more reality. Then people quit arguing with you because, no, he didn't come back in 88. No, he didn't. And he's not coming back on any, on just a uh, happen, just, he just might come tomorrow. He, absolutely not. Okay, now I'm going to, now I've been studying this. Now I'm going to tell you another little story here. Several years ago, oh, maybe 10, I, I really started studying the return of Jesus and the rapture. And the Lord said this to me, close all the books and use your Bible only. Why did he tell me that? And I'm going to tell you this. It's very, 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 very important. There is a lot of speculation. There's a lot of people saying things that are not in the Bible. And there's things they're saying in the Bible that they're just kind of fuzzy. It's not really saying it. And I decided to take all of that and just kind of made myself a list. And then if I couldn't prove their statement by the Bible, I just shelved it. I just said, well, you know, they say that, but. Okay, and I'm still doing that. And so after saying that, um, I, I've been doing a lot of study. Now here, let's go to another scripture, Matthew 24. And, and we're going to read what Jesus said about how to know when he's coming back. He gave us a clue. Matthew 24, verse 32. Learn a parable from the fig tree. Why did he say that? Because Israel in the Bible is the fig tree. If you want to know what God is doing right now, keep your eyes on Israel. That's the key to everything God's doing. Not the, not the church in America, not the United States, not the United States election, but Israel. Keep your eye on the fig tree. And he, he said that. So anyway, when Jesus cursed the fig tree, do you realize he was prophetically dealing with the fact that the Jews had rejected him as Messiah? And he's coming out of the temple and, he's re, and he says, no man eat fruit of you hereafter forever. And, and the fig tree withered and died. There was more going on there than Mark eleven twenty three for you and I to get a new Cadillac. Amen. So, so, uh, it, so I want to finish reading this. Learn a parable for the tree. Its branches are already tender and puts forth leaves. You know summer's near. So when you see these things. Now, how can we say we don't know when he's coming when he told you you could see it? You got to understand. You got to go back to the Bible instead of what everyone else is saying. A lot of people make up stuff. Now, let's, go, let's think about this for a minute. Many of the, of the doctrines we have on the rapture were invented in the 50s. How much do you think they knew in the 50s? Some. But, but the closer we're getting, the more pieces of the puzzle are coming back. The Jews hadn't even come home yet. There wasn't a six-day war. There was no Israel at that time. And yet preachers were preaching, and we're still preaching what they were preaching in the 50s, and they didn't know what they were talking about. And, then, and you go to Bible school, and they're still preaching the same thing they were preaching in the 50s. And I kind of took it all and went, ah, forget it. I'm going to read my own Bible. So... And I'm glad you're going to read with me. I say to you, this generation, see these things, know it's near at the doors. Now, that means it's close. That, that right there says it's close. Right. 
Now, you have to listen to certain scriptures because there's hints around in the Bible for you to pick up on and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. He didn't say, at when you see these things coming, well, you know, kind of start getting ready. He said, no, it's at the door. It's close. Surely I say to you, this generation will by no means pass till all these things take place. So the generation that starts seeing these things, that's it. This is the last one. Heaven and earth will pass away. My words aren't. But the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angel. Now, what, now see, that's the, that's the scripture that everybody's been quoting for 50, 75, 80 years. Nobody knows day or hour. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the hour. But it didn't say we didn't know the season, didn't know the time. Now, when you see an airplane approaching, you go, that airplane's approaching. When's it going to land? Uh, mm, soon. Right? I mean, when you're coming into Orlando, you kind of know, well, I'm almost home. When are you going to be home? Well, I'm, I'm landing. Now, you may not know the minute, but you can pretty much figure, eh, eh, I, think, I think we're here. Okay. So he says you can see it approaching. Okay. When the airplane starts going down and the stewardess starts, you know, you're like, ah, I think we're coming in. And we're, and we're seeing it. All right. It says, as it was in the days of Noah, also the coming of the Son of Man. Now, we could take that and spend an hour on it. But let me ask you another question based on what we're talking about. Do you think you could go out and see old Noah's boat half finished and think that the flood's happening this week? Ain't happening. But when it's finished and you see elephants going in, you're like, I saw elephants going in today. By the way, they were all babies. I know the books told you they were all big. They, ain't nobody in the right mind put a big elephant on a little boat. Anyway, <laughs> they put baby elephants and baby giraffes and baby, everything, everything was a baby. Okay. Okay. I'm just... I got to help you with, because you get your theology from books, and it's crazy. So anyway, as it was in the days um, of eating and drinking and marrying and giving to marriage, that day they entered our, they didn't know till the flood came. Now, now, what does that mean? Right now, we got people in America, have no idea. I mean, they're just watching everything going, well, you know, in 50, 75 years from now, and I'm going, uh-uh. No, I watched the elephant get on the ark. I mean, ain't no 75 years from now. So... He said, there's people who don't know. So you got to learn when you're reading your Bible, is he talking about the world or is he talking about the church or is he talking about the lukewarm church? And there's a lot of times he says things, you know, like the love of many will wax cold. The love of many who? Sinners or saints? I think both. But I think he's referring primarily to the fact that the world around us is crazy. All right, now, all right. And then he goes on to explain two will be, and da, 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 da. I don't want to get into all that. I, I don't want to get into all that. Now, Leviticus 23, you don't have to turn there. Don't turn there. All I'm going to do is make mention that in the 23rd, Leviticus 23 and Leviticus 25, and I put a little note right there, 23.1 and 23.5. God told Moses that he set a Jewish calendar in that would begin when they went in the promised land. Now listen, Rosh Hashanah are in the 1st of September, these dates right here, September 20, 21st, September 6th. Those, those are the beginning, that's, that's the new year to a Jew. But the, but the religious new year, 
God changed it and started it back here in the spring feast. So the Jews have two first uh, New Year's, one civil, one spiritual, just like we have two years too. You may think, no, we don't. Yeah, we got January, New Year, but we have another year, New Year start in September, which is the school year, and, and, and everybody goes more by the school year, I mean, other than, you know, having party. But we, 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 we literally run our life by the kids are in school nine months. By God, now we're out on vacation and we can enjoy our life a little bit. And so, that, so we actually have to, we actually do the same thing. Now, they, God gave a civil year. I mean, he gave a spiritual year. And that spiritual year would begin when the Jews entered the promised land, the first day of it. Now, let me see how I want to go here. Blah, 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 blah. All right. 25.1. Go to Leviticus 25. Let me, let me just go there. Let's go there on the screen. I don't want to. 25.1. Leviticus 25.1. Then I may give you another one. And the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai and said, speak to the children of Israel and say to them, when you come in the land which I give you, the land will keep a Sabbath to the Lord. Go to three. Six years you will sow your field, and six years you'll prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. Let's go. But in the seventh year there will be a Sabbath, a solemn rest for the land, a Sabbath to the Lord, and you shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. Go to five. Whatever grows on accord, etc., etc., go to six. Um, and the Sabbath produce of the land shall be food for you, and your maid will be female service. Okay. Now what he said is that I'm giving you, God's, God gave the Jews a a time clock of seven years. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One. And, that, and he has never gotten off of this time clock. As a matter of fact, this is the secret to his return. Now, that once, once I started learning about this, and they're called a Shemitah, this little word right here, Shemitah. This is a Shemitah. It's the Sabbath. Now, uh, go, go, go to Leviticus 25.8. 25.8. Pop it up there. And you shall count seven Sabbaths of years for yourself, seven times seven, and the time of the seven Sabbaths of years shall be to you 49 years. Go to nine. And you shall cause the trumpet, you're going to hear that later, of the Jubilee to sound on the 10th day of the seventh month, the day of atonement. That would be Rosh Hashanah. Okay, and then uh, go back, go back, go back, go back. You're journey ahead of me. And sound throughout your land, verse 10. And you shall consecrate the 50th year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. And it'll be a jubilee to you. Each of you shall return to his possession. Each one of you will turn to his own family. So every 49 years, seven times seven, then they would have a Shemitah. Are a jubilee year. They wouldn't plant, they wouldn't sow, they wouldn't do anything that year. God would provide all of the food they needed from the year before during that and go into the next year and they would have a bumper crop and they wouldn't have to work but they wanted the land to rest. Now, little side note, the Jews didn't do it. For every Sabbath they broke, they were in captivity. Pay attention. God takes it very serious. That's why they went into exile because they broke 70 Sabbaths, years, and they stayed in Babylon 70 years, and he let the land rest. And if you saw um, Israel um, for the last 70 years, there's nothing there. God goes, you don't do what I say? Out of here. 
All right. That's muy importante. All right. So when you know this calendar, and, and the calendar, I'm sure there's a, the people have had a little bit of discrepancies on when it was and when. So go to Luke 4.18, and let's pick up with what Jesus said about a Shemitah or a Jubilee year. Come on, this is fun. This is so cool. You know, the Holy Ghost if you ask him, he will tell you all kind of stuff. All right, Luke 4, which is really cool. And I'm going to tell you this before we read it. The day Jesus walked into his own church and preached was a Shemitah. It was the beginning of a Jewish. Now, let me explain something to you. Let me back up a minute. Why do I have two numbers here, 28, 29, 29? I don't, I don't have a little thing with you. All right. Because this is a Gentile calendar I'm using, but their, their date ends. Can you see this? The, 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 their year ends September 6, 21, and the new year is September 7th, 22. Does that make sense to you? Because their, their, they, their, their day starts at sundown. And because of Jewish time and Jewish calendars, that's why our calendar, God, Jesus is not using a Gregorian calendar. God ain't either. Okay. So that's why there's two. That's why there's two numbers. So 2021 is the end of a sixth day and 22, this it's sep, um, <laughs> September the 7th, we entered a Shemitah year, time, seven. And between 22, I mean 21 and 22 of September 26th, we're in a, the seventh year of this calendar. Now, after this, we will switch into another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. And I'm going to tell you this at the end of September the 26th is the beginning of the 50th year. Now, that is why I'm getting way ahead of myself. Okay, 49. Seven times seven is 49, but then the Jubilee is every 50th. All right, now, out of the time, because, now let me read this, so, because I'm way, getting way ahead of you. Four. Uh, now, in Luke 4, verse 16, and Jesus came to Nazareth where he had been brought up, and his custom was he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read, and his hand with the book of the prophet Isaiah, and he was reading Isaiah 61, and when he opened the book, he found the place, found it where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, sent me to heal the broken hearted, and proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight of the blind, set at liberty those breasts, proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Say acceptable year of the Lord. That's Jubilee. So right there in Jesus' day when he started his ministry was on a Shemitah and he began it on a Sabbath year. Now, that remember I went back and told you, every, you want to know what he's doing? Look at a Jewish calendar. Remember we read a while ago, watch victory. Okay, so he started his ministry 
on, on, a, on the 50, on, on, a, on the last, last day of the, of the seven times seven, if you use that calendar and go to 20 to now, we are in right now the last seven years of the 49. We are in the last 12 months of a Shemitah year, which means this is why people believe that the rapture will take place September 26th. Now we're going to talk about why it might and why it might not. 22. So it began September 6th, no, 7th, and it goes to September 26th, 2022. That's their year. That's their year, not ours. I mean, you almost wish it was January 1st. It'd be easy for us to talk about it. But this is their January 1st. Okay. Now, we see that Jesus began his ministry on a Shemitah or on a year of Jubilee, which everyone was set free. Now, God, I think that God, I believe that the, that the rapture will take place on a Shemitah. So, then we'll give you, I'm going to jump way ahead of myself. If it don't happen here, you can forget these. It will happen here. Do you understand that? And in a minute, we're going to get into the fact that there are seven years of Jewish time left. Is it here? Or is it here? It's one of them. Gentile time is going to come to an end. Yeah, there's seven years of Jewish time. We're going to get into that. There are seven years of Jewish time left. And I believe that's the seven year what we call the tribulation period. Gentile time will end, and it will end at the end of a seven year cycle. But then the way I know that, the reason I believe that, is that God does everything by his calendar. He doesn't miss a minute. If you know his calendar, you can pretty much figure him out. Okay, okay, okay. This is so much fun. This is so much fun. So, so this, when Jesus said that, it was the year 28 AD. Can you add 2,000 to that? Isn't it amazing, isn't it amazing that it's lining up perfect? So I believe that's the key. That's, that's my opinion. But if I'm wrong, we'll all be in, in heaven in 12 months from now, and y'all can look at me and go, you were wrong. <laughs> but I, I'm only, it's an opinion. This is not 88 reasons why Jesus, this is not an educated guess. I'm, I'm only showing you what the Jewish calendar is telling us, and it is, it's there. You can't take it away. Okay. And so, so that was 28 AD. Now, that, now, Jesus died three years later, not in the fall, but in the spring. So it would have been three and a half years later. So... Where, where does that come in? I, I, I don't totally know yet. 
Because I've always gazed the calendar on a Jesus resurrection, and it appears to me that it's based on a Shemitah in the fall, because these are, all of the fall feasts have not been fulfilled yet. All of these have been fulfilled when Jesus came the first time. These are yet to be fulfilled, and they will be fulfilled. And the, and the Feast of Trumpets, the Day of Atonement, and the Feast of Tabernacles are all fall feasts that begin somewhere around September, October, all of them right here in this area. Does that make sense? All of them. So knowing that he did it the first time on, on a feast, he's going to do it the next time on a feast. So you can pretty much pan it down, basically. Okay. All right. Now, let me get ahead of myself. The reason why there seems to be a little bit of a concern that I have, and I, and I battle with this, I'm just going to tell you, is all three of these going to happen in one year like this one did? If they do, they're probably going to happen here, and this time period right here is his return. In other words, there's a Jewish rabbi that says Jesus will be back by 2031 in here. Uh, now, this will also explain why the Bible talks about mid-trib. Let's pretend like this one's, let's just pretend like this is tribulation period for a minute. Let's just, just pretend. All right. What's happening mid-trib? Why is the Antichrist going to the temple? Because mid-trib is Passover. Dead in the middle of it. Not in, not in the fall, but in the spring. So it would not be three years, it would be three and a half years that he would step into the temple. So he'll, he'll probably here, eh, maybe here. Y'all are quiet on me. Y'all look at me like, all right, okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Let me see. Huh? Yeah, it is. It's very enlightening. All right, Daniel 9. Go to Daniel 9. I want to prove a little bit more to you. Prove something to you. Now, I'm excited because Jesus is coming back. Everybody else is worried about what else is happening. And I'm like, oh, man. I'm not even going to die of old age. Daniel 9.23. Now, this is huge. Y'all can watch up there if you want to, but I need to read this to you so that you begin to grasp it. This is a huge, 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 huge key. Because he's talking to Daniel about the last days. All right. Daniel 9, 23. At the beginning of your supplication and command went out, and I have come to tell you, you are greatly beloved. Therefore, consider the matter and understand the vision. This was the year 445 B.C. We know that. That's not speculation. We know when it was. History. Seventy weeks are determined for your people and your holy city. This doesn't work up there. It's running out of juice. Okay, 70 weeks are determined for your people and your holy city, the Jews. uh, Here is one of the things that I've always wondered, is the tribulation period only, is the Gentiles gone and God's only dealing with the Jews here? That's a possibility. And then many people believe that. They believe at the end of Gentile time, we will, we will leave and then God will turn it all over to the Jews for this time period. Now, 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 now. Even though a lot of people talk about, now here, you know, let me get way ahead of myself. They say, and I'll read the scripture to you in a minute. 
The reason for that is we're not pointed to wrath. God, Jesus said you're not appointed to wrath. But there is nothing in your Bible that says the tribulation period is wrath. It's speculation. As a matter of fact, the Antichrist doesn't step in until there. And then it's called great tribulation. And nothing is called wrath until right there. In the book of Revelation, doesn't use the word wrath at all until the end. So, again, you have to take those things and shelf them. And then it talks about him making war with the saints. Jewish saints or all saints? Do we know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know, and I don't think, I don't know anybody who does know, but maybe somebody does. Maybe there's, I think there's still more to this that I don't know. I think there's still more I don't know. So, so that means that it could be here, here, or here, or here. Say, do you know? No, I don't. I only know enough to know soon and very soon. Am I confusing you or am I helping you out? You're like, we want a date. <laughs> well, you have a date. Keep it. Okay. Seventy weeks are determined for your people, for your holy city. That's Jerusalem. That's not the world. 490 years. Seventy weeks is 490 years. To finish transgression, make an end of sin, make a reconciliation for iniquity, to bring in everlasting righteousness. That's the millennial reign. And to seal up the vision and prophecy and anoint the most holy. That means that when Daniel got this, there was 490 years until the millennial reign would begin. Has it been 490 years? Yes. All right. There's a little thing that the Jews did not know. Nobody seemed to know it. Do you remember them asking Jesus in the book of Acts, at what point are you going to return? They knew they have seven years left. He said, it's not for you to know the times of season the Father's put in his hands. What they didn't know is that Jewish time stopped at the resurrection. And the Jews had rejected Jesus. And at Cornelius, at that time, Gentile time began. And we've been in Gentile time for 2,000 years. But the Jews have a week left. Cool. Okay, let me read it to you so you don't think I'm crazy. Know therefore and understand from the going forth of the command to restore and build Jerusalem, which happened uh, 483, you know, 483 years later, until Messiah, there shall be seven weeks and 62 weeks. That means in 69 weeks, Messiah would be cut off. That means that there are 70 weeks for the Jews, but in 69 weeks, Messiah would be cut off. Six, no, 62 weeks, 62 weeks. I'm sorry, not 69, you're right. At, it says in, right there, verse 26, after 62 weeks, Messiah will be cut off. Now there's, there's a week left. Messiah, but not for himself and the people of the prince who is to come, that's the Antichrist, shall destroy the city sanctuary and with a flood and the end of wars, desolation, and he, the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for what? One what? One week. So Satan is going to confirm a covenant. Now, let's stop right here and talk about that. What has to happen for the Jews to cut a covenant? They want peace. Now, now there's a speculation, and I've read it and read it and read it and read it and read it, and I don't have time to get into it. The people, people believe that the Ezekiel 38 war will create it. Now, the Jews right now 
are more secular than they are religious. They don't, need, they don't even know the Bible you know. Now, I'm talking about Jewish people. They, I mean, Tel Aviv's, oh, I mean, I mean, there's just many homosexual in Tel Aviv. It's Vegas. It just blow your mind at the corruption in Israel. You think it's, oh, and they're not. So, what was I saying? So the people are fighting. They want peace. They're, they're, they're tired of the darn war. They're tired of it. And, and yet, there's people right now going, we're not giving up land, we're not giving up land, we're not giving up. But it says that the Antichrist, I have time to get into all this, is going to trade land for peace. That means the Palestinians are going to get their way. But I think the Ezekiel 38 war is going to kick it off. Now, what is the Ezekiel 38 war? That's Russia and Syria and Iraq and Iran and Turkey coming down to Israel to get their, not to blow them up, but to get their natural gas, their oil, and their food because it's the breadbasket of the world. Right? And they're not going to blow up at the food. So, is there... A concern with Russia and Syria and Iraq and Turkey right now. Are they preparing for war right now? Keep your eye on a fig tree. Shandai. I think if it doesn't happen this year, it will soon. Now. That or somewhere in here, I, I don't know when. I don't. I don't know when. That that peace process is the opening to the Antichrist stepping in and taking over in in, in Israel, having a peace for the first time. Peace in three and a half years, the Antichrist steps in and says, "I'm God." Now, why have they rejected Jesus? What was the problem the first time? What's their problem now? Do y'all know? They're looking for a physical Messiah to whoop their enemies' butts. That's all they're looking for. To them, a Messiah is the guy that comes and beats everybody and gives them peace. Not sin. They, 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 they didn't understand the whole sin issue all the way through the, all the way up to Jesus. And when he went to the cross, even his own disciples went, what, what's giving here? We thought you were going to take over and whoop Rome. What? I mean, that's why Peter carried a sword down there. And that, well, it starts tonight, baby. We're, we're, we're wrapping out. So when you're reading your Bible, you understand the Jews were looking for a Messiah to, to free them from enemies just like Samson did, just like David did, just like all the other guys did. Are you all out there? Did you go home? And they're still looking for it right now. So that's where the deception is going to come from until about right here or right here when they go, uh, I don't think that guy's the Messiah and they accept Jesus. Then we got the, we got the witnesses in Jerusalem calling down fire and all that. And, you know, I don't know where they're going to be watching it from heaven or we're going to be watching it from here. Facebook's still live. I don't know if that's what Trump gets his thing up going. I don't know what's going on about that. <laughs> in, this, in, this, in, this, in this fun, but see, what's happening is it's all starting. There are so many puzzle pieces now that are together that weren't together 10 years ago. I mean, whoever would have thought of COVID? Okay. But in the middle of the week, 
Verse 27, he'll confirm, in the middle of the week, he will bring an end to the sacrifice and offering, and the wing of abomination shall, and the one who makes desolate until the consummation of his term. In other words, that then, then let, let's pretend like it's here, Jesus is going to return somewhere about right in here. All right. Is this all right? Um, Ezekiel 38. Let's go over there for just, oh, no, 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 no. Daniel 11. Let's go to Daniel 11. I got to. Where were we? We were in nine. Daniel 11. I want to go over there. I got it written down. 11.32. Those who do wickedly against the covenant, he, the Antichrist, shall corrupt with flattery. But the people who know their God shall be strong and carry out great exploits. And those of the people who understand shall instruct many. Yet for many days they will fall by sword and flame by captivity and plundering. Now, if it's Jewish time, then he's talking about Jews, Jewish Christians. If not, he's talking about you. Right there. And all of this happens in a month. Now, that's where I have a little bit of an issue. And, I, and, and I'm going to show you that. I'm going to prove it. I don't know if I'll prove it to you. I'll give you my opinion. I can prove anything to anybody. I found out a long time ago, people do what they want to, think what they want to. Hmm. Ezekiel 38. Is this fun? I asked you last week if y'all wanted to do this. And um, someone said something to me, and, I, and they're like, I got friends that I want to know. And I'm going, oh, by God, let's just get this on the Internet. Let's just get it out there. Okay. All right. And then you can go to your friends and say, you need to watch Wednesday night. Okay. 38. 38 verse Now the word of the Lord came and said, Son of man, set your face against Gog and the land of Magog, M Moscow, the prince of Rosh, Russia, Meshech, Tubal, and prophesy against him. And say, Thus says the Lord God, Behold, I'm against you, O Gog, prince of Rosh, Meshech, and Tubal. Tubal is um, Turkey. I will turn you around and put hooks in your jaws and lead you out of your armies and horses and horsemen, all splendidly clothed, great company with bucklers, shields, and all of them handling swords. Persia, Ethiopia, and Libya are with them and with shields and helmet. Gomer and all of its troops. Now what is Gomer? Gomer. Gomer's Armenia. Tom, Tom, Tomgar is Turkey. Iran is Persia. Sudan is Ethiopia. Just in case you want to know all that. And they're out there right now kicking up dust. Okay, verse 6. Gomer and all of his troops, the house of Togarma, that's Turkey, from the far north and his troops, many people are with you. A lot of people. Prepare yourself and be ready, you and your companies that are gathered and be a guard for them. After many days, you'll be visited in the latter years. You will come against the land of those brought back from the sword and gathered from many people and mountains. When the Jews went home, that's what that's talking about. This is a battle that has not happened yet and is supposed to happen at the end of time, in the last days. That's like now. <laughs> now you're starting to see this. this is funny. 
You will ascend like a storm covering the land, the cloud, and your troops, and many people with you. Thus says the Lord God on that day, it'll come to pass that the thoughts will arise in your mind and an evil plan. I'm going to go against a land of unwalled villages. That's now. I'll go to a peaceful people who dwell safely, all of them dwelling without walls, having neither bars nor gates, to take plunder. There it is. Told you what they're coming after. And to take booty and to stretch out your hand against the waste places that are inhabited. Um, and verse 13 is really interesting. Are you all ready? Sheba, Dedan, merchants of Tarshish, and all of the young lions will say, have you come to take a plunder? Who's the young lions? America. Who is the lion? England. All in the Bible, you start reading the book of Daniel, you start reading, you start reading about the leopard and the, and the, and the, the rooster, it's France, and, and, what's, and, and Russia's the bear. And all of those are, I mean, it's, 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 I mean, everybody knows that's what they are. Germany's in there. Leopard, nah, is leopard Germany? Germany might be a leopard, yeah. I know Russia's the bear. And, and if you go to their Russia right now, you see, the, I mean, the, the symbol's a bear. And now when you're reading Daniel and all the other books, we're not going to get into it tonight, but that's, those symbols are there. So, so England is the lion. Where did we come from? So the young lions are going, what are y'all doing? And, and I'm reading that going, why is America not in this fight? Trump, is he going to be in office at this time? Because he, they wouldn't be asking that a question if Trump was in office. But some old sissies. And I told y'all about a year ago, I said, I'm not sure what's going to happen in the election because according to the Bible, we're going to have a sissy in the office. Yeah. Oh, what are y'all doing over there? Oh, okay, be blessed. And Israel is going to fight the war alone, but God wants them to because God is going to do it. He's going to rain hail out of heaven and destroy them. And it says in the Bible, it's going to take them seven months to clean up the mess. Now I'm thinking, now I'm just speculating. How could you have seven months if that war is the battle of Armageddon? Ain't no seven months. I mean, buddy, we're jumping into the millennial reign. We ain't worried about cleaning up the land. So that might be here. Shandai. Okay. Are y'all having as much fun as I'm having? Y'all yes. have any idea how much I read? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> I do a lot more than I do a lot of studying anyway. Okay. Uh, Ezekiel, what? okay, we understand that Damascus will be completely decimated at some point. And right now they're sending um, raptors over there and bombing the mud out of Damascus because the ISIS is, not ISIS, but uh, is it Iraq or Iran? Or, uh, anyway, there's... there's yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, Damascus is a beautiful city. And it's never been besieged. But according to Ezekiel 38, it's going to be a waste. The whole city will be a waste. That hasn't happened yet. Ever. So then we know this is future. All right. Okay. All right. Where are we now? Oh, and 12. Let's see if we went down to verse 12. Okay. We did. All right. Where am I going now? One more bit of information you might want to know. Both temples in the Old Testament were destroyed at the end of the Shemitah. Right there. And you were talking, I'm just, I just said that so you'd understand something about God's timetable. 
that we had a year, and then at the end of Shemitah, before we kicked into another seven-year period, um, we had a, uh, the temple was destroyed in this year, the, in the seventh year of a, of a, of a seven-year span. Both temples were destroyed at, at a seven. Now, God's number is seven. We're also looking for the seventh thousandth year. Let me give you a little funny here. Let me give you a little funny. Let me just give you a little. Uh, if I got it on here, oh, I don't know if I have it up here. The year 39, I got it here, is the 6,000 from Adam. I don't know how that plays into that. I don't know. No, 39. Now, 2,000 years from Jesus is right there. Okay. I'm just sitting and letting y'all enjoy all of this. Go to 1 Thessalonians 5. Now, I got to tell you my story. How did I find all this out? <laughs> I know you want to know. It, I, God does stuff with me. A few weeks ago, I, I have been having this reoccurring word pop in my spirit, Shemitah, Shemitah. And I said, what's a Shemitah? And, I, and it stayed with me, and it stayed with me, and it stayed with me, and I did some reading, and I tried to understand it, and I thought, a Shemitah. Then what's his name, the Jewish guy, Jonathan Kahn, mentioned wearing a Shemitah, and I'm going, a Shemitah, what's a Shemitah? And I had no idea. So the other day, I just said, well, I'm going to go on the Internet, and I'm going to find out what a Shemitah is. Well, in my search, I came up on Billy Brim. And she is the one that did this chart. And this chart came from a Jewish rabbi who's born again. Who says, this is definitely the beginning of the millennial reign somewhere around in here. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to buy his books and we'll find out why, why he did that right there. Anyway, I don't, I don't know. But when she started talking about that, she, she made the statement it could be here or here. The thing about me is the Lord had already been saying that to me and I never heard anybody say it. Now, to me, that's, that's kind of one of those things that I get these things from God and, and I don't hear anybody anywhere ever say it. They're all still doing the Assembly of God stuff from the 50s. It's like they're not studying. They just don't care. They just, you know. But I know that God's been laying it on my heart to know. I want to know. You said we can know. I want to know. Not so that I can get out of here. I got work to do. All right. When I saw Billy Brim and she went down this, I went, Shandai, she's saying exactly what the Lord has been teaching me for over 10 years without anybody's help. I didn't read any books. I didn't read any books. Other than the fact that she's like, is it here or is it here? And she goes, I don't know. She goes, it def so why would it not be here in 21 September? Because it never happens at the beginning of that seven years. It always happens at the end of the seventh, which would be next year, September 26, 22. Now, now I'm going to tell you this. No matter what happens, 
something is, is going to happen. You can take it to the bank. God is making a shift. And so, now let's go back to another word. Let's go back to this word right here, Matthew 24, 8. When did COVID begin? September 2018, which was what? The Jewish 2019. So you see, the 2019 year for the Jews began in September, and I got COVID in January 2019. It began here. When did I stand in this pulpit and say, the Lord said to me, everything changes now? Right there. Right there. Right there. I said it in September of 18. And I've told you that over and over and over. I said, everything changes now. Billy Brim had the exact same word that that, that that is the beginning of sorrows. And then she said, this is the beginning of transition where the woman is no longer walking around the house. Now, she seems to indicate that's the rapture or highly, and this is the beginning of the tribulation period right there, or the seven years Jewish time. And if we have a war in the next 12 months, uh, pretty much might be. We're going to have that war. We're gonna, we're, we, we will see that war. Are y'all excited yet? You're like, I don't want to see war. I just want to go to McDonald's. Okay. First Thessalonians 4. I, lo- I just love it. I just love it. Not McDonald's. I never go to McDonald's. By the way, I had, I had, I don't go to Taco Bell. I don't really do that either. I, may, I had to make another loaf of bread today. Y'all ate it all last night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, every bit of it. So I used Lisa's bread maker and she made me a piece and I just had a big piece in there a while ago before I came out here tonight. Let you know that I'm full of energy. <laughs> First Thessalonians 5. Uh, so I want to do five. I think I want to do five. Yeah. This is the scripture I want to give you. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through Jesus Christ. Now that, that's the scripture that everybody has banked on. But again, um, you got to remember, I don't believe the whole seven years is wrath. I just, I can't find it. Okay. Now, now let's go to first Thessalonians four. Finally, brethren, we urge you and exhort you in the Lord Jesus that you should, oh, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. Verse 13, 413. I don't want you to be ignorant, brother, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you unless you sorrow as others who have no hope, the lost. We believe that Jesus died and rose from the dead. Even God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. And we say to you by the word of the Lord that those who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means perceive those who are asleep. And the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout and the voice of an archangel and the trumpet of God. Okay. That's probably the rapture. That, that's the day... It'll probably happen. Why? And what is that? The day of trumpets. What is the day of trumpets? First of the year, they blow the shofar 100 times, and guess what the call is? Go home. Spend the day with your family. Shandai. Okay. Isn't this fun? Isn't this cool? Okay. Okay, hold on. And the Lord will send him to heaven and shout. And the trumpet and the dead in Christ will rise first. That means Catholics are going first. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> then the Baptist, and then you. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Don't get mad at me. People think my humor is just a little bit, you really should be kinder. 
Well, I think the, I asked a Catholic that one time, and I looked at him, we were having lunch together, and I said, what do you think about the fact that you're going to heaven before me? And he goes, why, what do you think? I said, the Bible says dead in Christ rise first. <laughs> and he looked at me and didn't get it, and everybody at the table's cracking up, and he's like, I have changed some. I don't say those things in there anymore. He never came back. <laughs> I think God thought it was funny too. Those who are alive and remain will be caught up. Look at the word caught up. See that word caught up? We don't have remain. Caught up. They say the word rapture is not in the Bible. That is the word harpanzo, H-A-R-P-A-Z-O. It means caught up or raptured. There is the word. It means to snatch. There will be a snatch happen in the earth. And there it is in your Bible. Together in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we will always be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these words. Now go to 2 Thessalonians. There is the rapture. Now, now here's a thing they say. They say. Why would God use the word comfort if you're going through the tribulation period? Well, it has never bothered him for anybody to die yet. The only one person worried about getting a guillotine is you. I mean, Peter died upside down. Jesus didn't say, well, you know, Peter, the, the Americans, gonna, they're going to have it made. They won't have to go through it. But you, you're going to. I'm not quite sure I buy that. People have been dying for Jesus for 2,000 years. Why is he worried about you? He isn't. I'm not. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm having too much fun. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 1. Now, brethren, concerning the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering together to him, is that the rapture or is that the second coming? We, I, I don't know. We can speculate, can't we? Some people say, that I prove, there are proofs, there's rapture. I go, how come that's not the second coming? It's quiet in here. Not to be soon shaken in minor trouble by spirit or by word or letter as from us, like we wrote a letter. Somebody wrote a letter and said it was from Paul, and during that time I learned all this in Bible school, and Paul didn't write the letter and he had to write the Thessalonians and says, listen, the last letter you got from me wasn't from me. Uh, someone hacked my Facebook. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> Verse 3, let, they've, been doing it, they've been doing it now for 2,000 years. Been, it's not, it didn't just start. Let no one deceive you by any means. That day, could it be the second coming, will not come unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed. Now, whatever it is, it, it sounds to me like somebody's going to see the sucker. And I've been, I've been reading this and watching everybody and their dog read it, and I'm going, guys, maybe it is talking second coming and the man of sin has to be revealed, and, 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 and I'm going to show you where they get it. I'm going to show you where they get it. And I, I, now here's my thing. I hope, God, I hope they're right. Yeah. I want them to be right, but I'm also not going to run around. I, I want to know what the Bible says. I don't want to just, Pollyanna, okay. Who oppose and exhaust himself above all that's called God or that is worship. So he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself he is God. That's in the three and a half year part, okay? Do you remember when I was with you? I told you these things, and now you know what is restraining. And they say, 
the church. I agree. I think the church is restraining him. But, 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 but the mystery of lawlessness is already at work right now, even during his day. And he who is now restrains will do so until he is taken out of the way. Now, you understand this. Now, let me use a word here. Do y'all see when I use the word speculation? It doesn't say it. So we can go dogmatically, that's the church. Uh, yeah, could be, doesn't say it. It's leaving us with a little bit of, uh, I don't know. And where I get that from is this. When you're reading the book of Daniel and reading the book of Revelation, they say we won't be here. But the book of Revelation talks about a lot about the saints all through the book of Revelation. So everyone said, well, that's the Jewish saints. That is also speculation. I mean, I'm hoping you're, I mean, I'm like, God, I hope you're right. Could it be? Yeah. Is it a mystery? Yes. We see through a glass darkly, don't we? I'm going to tell you right now, you don't know it all, and I don't either. Okay. Where was I? Where was I? Where was I? Uh, verse 7, the mystery of lawlessness is at work. He now restrains. Verse 8, and the lawless one will be revealed when the Lord consumes with the breath of his mouth at his coming. That's the, that's the return. And the brightness of the coming. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan. And all power signs and line one is an unrighteous deception. So we know that Satan's coming and, and blah, 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 blah. Okay. Now, now go to Revelation 12. And I, I don't want y'all to get quiet on me because I'm, you know, I, listen, God didn't give you a spirit of what? Are y'all afraid? No, don't be afraid. You know, when they stoned S Stephen, did you know he never felt a thing? Never felt a thing. I've, I've studied so many people who have died, car wrecks and everything. They don't remember the wreck. They, they all they remember is standing outside the car and angel grabbing. He says, what about the wreck? And he goes, I don't remember any of that. Where's the sting and death? There ain't any. You should stop being worried about, the, you're, you're just going home. Yeah. Just suck it up and get over it. Just, just. Some people hadn't even, they're not even living now. They might as well be, might as well be dead. Might as well be dead. You ain't doing nothing. Hiding in your house from COVID-19. <laughs> I have an attitude, but I like it. Revelation 12, 11. Let's read this. And it says, let's read 10. And I heard a voice saying in heaven, salvation, strength, power to come. The accuser of our brethren is cast out. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. Who are they? Who are they? And who are they overcoming? The devil. When? Well, that, that's now. Let's go to another one. Let's go. That could be now. Let's go to 13, 7. Let's go over 13. 13, uh, verse 7. Verse 7. And it was granted to him, that's the Antichrist, to make war with who? Uh-oh. Shandai. Well, those are Jews. Maybe. Verse 10. He who leads into captivity will go into captivity. He who kills with a sword will be killed with a sword. And there is patience and faith of who? The saints. Oh, there it is again. Okay. Revelation chapter 14, verse 6. And I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven and said, everlasting gospel to preach. By who? Church is gone. God don't care about the lost. To hell with them. <laughs> Leave it to the Jews. They're the stupid idiots that missed the rapture. That's a doctrine. 
Some of y'all are quiet tonight. Okay. Saying with a loud voice, fear God, give him glory, the hour of his judgment has come, and worship him who made heaven and earth, and another angel followed, and says, Babylon, Babylon has fallen, the great city, because it has made all the nations drink of the wine of the wrath of its corn cage. Third angel followed, and says with a loud voice, if anyone worships the beast and has his mark, he's headed straight to the region of the damned. That, well, that's not Falsy, not now. That's some place about mid-trib. Verse 12, and here is the patience of who? Who are those who keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus? And I heard a voice from heaven. It says, right, blessed are those who die right now because you're going to be better. You're going to wish you were dead. That's what it says. It's what it says. Is that what it says? That's what it says. There's going to be people going, oh, I wish I was dead. All right, now here's another one. Y'all ready for this? Revelation 14, 14. And I looked, and behold, a white cloud, and on the cloud was the Son of Man having a, a golden crown in his hand, a sharp sickle. And another came out of the temple and cried with a loud voice, said on the cloud, thrust in your sickle, reap. For the time has come for you to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he who sat on the cloud, thrust the sickle, and the earth was reaped. Now that is a long ways from Revelation chapter 1. Then, verse 17, and another angel came out of the temple of heaven and had a sharp sickle and came out and says, who has power over fire and, and loud, has a sharp sickle and thrust in the sickle. And it says that he reaped, um, the, the, and it says, verse 19, and the angel thrust his sickle and gathered the vine of the earth and threw it in the great winepress of the wrath of God. All right, now, now I'm not going to do this right now. Do it on your own. Do it on your own. The wrath is never mentioned until the sixth seal, verse 16, yeah. 616. Now, here's, there's two ways of looking at this. The seals, the, the trumpets are seven trumpets in the seventh seal. In other words, it's breaking the seventh seal down. And the last, um, um, what is it? Um, the bowls are after the rapture because if there is a rapture written in the Bible, the only one I can find, the only one I can find is right there what I just read to you. And then it gets into prelude to bowl judgments. In other words, when, when it says wrath, so a speculation, a speculation. All of, those, all of those happen, the last bowls, in one year. The rapture takes place, all hell breaks loose, and he tabernacles with men, which is the millennial reign, all there. Or, right there. Y'all got quiet on me. I'm just kind of trying to show you guys what it actually says and to make you think. Are you thinking? Okay. Right now, God is emphasizing, get in church and get filled with the Holy Ghost. You're, you have the power. You have the anointing. You're the kings now, rule and reign. That's right here and quite possibly right here because it says that the Antichrist makes war with the saints and we overcome him and we give him heck. 
because he don't have authority over the church, but the church has got to wake up. Now, I don't, I'm, I'm still speculating. Are y'all all right? Because y'all went south on me. You went like, oh, man, I thought you were going to tell us this happening in six months from now, and we're out of here. And then you know what y'all would have done? Going to Disney and spent all your money. Like they did in 1988 and ran up a bill because it doesn't matter. You're not going to have to pay it back anyway. Don't do that. <laughs> all right. I'm out of notes. Let me show you one more thing that I went and got. How am I for time? Oh, man, look at that. I'm right on the money. I went and dug this out of the internet. When is a Jubilee year? And this guy goes into an enormous detail of explaining Jesus and what I showed you and the sabbatical cycles and Jubilee years and how the timetable leads up to right there. We enter into a seven-year jubilee year here timetable. Now, if that's the Jewish timetable, then at the end of that is the return of Jesus. Okay. If not, we will see. Now, Billy Brim was talking, and someone says, "Did the rap- what about the rapture taking place here? She says, well, it couldn't have happened because we're here. It came and went, and we're still here, so apparently that, that myth is blown. Yeah. Everybody good? Yeah. You got any questions? I may not know the answer, but. Huh? Here, here's, what, here's what I think. I think right there, knowing God and knowing what he told me here, knowing what just happened with the election, knowing that the new world order has planned for the new world order to be running everything by 2030. That's their goal. And the devil know, the devil told you that. Yeah. True. What that tells me is this is correct. Are we confused a little bit here to there? Yeah, we are. Okay, I know that. Whatever... I know right here in September, I'm going to be living real clean and right there going to be real clean. I, I'm doing it now. I am, Jeannie Bowser. Okay. I'm talking about extra bathing, extra praying in the Holy Ghost. Okay. Because Jesus said, don't let it catch you. And I'm not going to let it catch me. I'm going to keep my eyes open. But I am going to continue to pray. If, if we go into this time period, as a church, we're going to hit the ground running. We, and I'm just going to treat it like we've got seven years. If I'm wrong, don't stone me. Well, I don't care. Just take me out. But, but I'm praying that I at least have, I'm 68 69, 70, and 1, 2, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7, yeah. And I'm not sure whether I, I don't even want to be around here. <laughs> but I don't know if I want to be doing that. So, so I, I, I think it's very interesting because I'm watching Israel. 
But I think that we're, we're going to be reaching the city in March of next year. That's right here in this time period. And then right, at, right before September, we're going to have a crusade, another one in Apopka. So I think this is very pivotal. And, and I, I called a Rhema guy the other day, and he's having crusades in Plant City where he's planning 5,000 people to show up in in America. They're starting in America doing this. And I think we have work to do. I don't think we need to be going around going, how long do you think? I think we need to get busy and just don't worry about everything. Just believe God meets all of our needs. Don't worry about it. We're out of here anyway. But, but that, that's my attitude. I, I just think that's a, I just think that's, whatever's happening here, that's cool. Now, let's say that I'm wrong and we enter this time. Whoa, baby. We're going to get to watch the witnesses in the whole nine yards. I mean, we're going, but he says he's going to catch us out of here before wrath. Yes. Now, I, I believe he taught us faith for a reason. Don't y'all find it amazing that runs somewhere right about there, the Lord said, pay the building off. I don't want anybody taking it from you. I want you to keep this building. So, you know, I'm, I'm just obeying God. Let's do this thing. And God just blessed y'all and this church and boom, away we go. We have a lot of things to do. Talking about the kids. We got a lot of things we got to get done. Okay. So I don't know. I'm, I'm excited at one point. I'm glad that he's coming back. Listen, worst case scenario, we're going to look back on this one day and go, that wasn't nothing. I mean, that was just a few years and we were gone. But I, did, but I, am, but I am wanting to, you all to know this for another reason, not just for you. You've got in-laws and outlaws, family members, and people that are looking at you going, when's Jesus coming back? And you can say, oh, i got a video you need to watch on a Wednesday night, Pastor Morgan. And, and if not, learn some of this yourself. Um, take pictures of this. Go, go to Billy Brim, and I wrote it down for y'all that want to know where, what I was watching when I got this off the Internet, and I had to draw it for y'all. It took me a long time. And I think I, should, I think I did wonderful. I did wonderful. I just did wonderful. Billy Brim, God's calendar, Jesus is soon returned, Billy Brim. She was preaching in Mac Hamish Church when she went through this. Okay. Anyway, she got her information from a, a, a Jewish rabbi who's born again, David Barton. I'm going to be buying some of his books. But I just think it's time for us to get serious about the gospel. That's, that's, I just think we need... We need to get out of the mode of come to church, hear someone teach something so we can sit there and say amen and go home. I think those days are done. I think we need to get busy. Too many Christians not doing much of nothing. I think we got a short time to bear fruit. Let's bear some fruit. Eli. There is a battle called the Battle of Armageddon. That is wrath. He brought up a good point. When you read the Battle of Armageddon, it says that men's bodies will melt on them as they stand. That's what happened in Hiroshima when the, when the A-bomb went off. I mean, people died on their feet. They melted on their feet. Boom. So there will be a confrontation here or here. That's called the Battle of Armageddon. So there's two wars. Am I 100% sold on the Ezekiel 30 wars, not, a, not the Battle of Armageddon? I'm not 100%. The only place I found in there 
was the fact that they gathered up the spoils for seven months. And I'm thinking, well, they didn't do that there. So I'm thinking, that, I don't think that's the battle of Armageddon. I think it's the precursor to the Jews making a peace treaty with the Antichrist, which is the New World Order. Now, folks, we're in, the, the New World Order is real. It's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's here. That's what we're dealing with right now is a bunch of numb nuts, the banking system over in Europe. They're in Europe. They're not even in America. And they're wanting to run the whole world and bring us into a one world currency and a one world government and one world religion. The Pope is not born again. He's not Christian. He's very, I think he's the false prophet. I really believe this sucker's a false prophet. But people are starting to listen to him and hear him talk about that we're, we're all brothers and sisters. That's a lie from hell. Okay. So all of that stuff, I keep my eye on it, and you should too. And it's not a conspiracy. They planned this. They didn't really have 2030. They had a 2020 agenda. They planned on the New World Order being here right now. They have not, the devil has not been very successful. But let me ask you a question. Why did he get, why did he pick that date? Why did he pick that date, 2020? You know, the world, New World Order said 2020. And they changed it to 2030. They said, ah, it'll probably take us. Y'all, do y'all know that Biden ain't doing anything? He just, he's just sitting in the office snorting crap. That's all he's doing. There's somebody else running the whole thing. He's, they, hey, they just give him a teleprompter and tell him what to do. That's all. And, and if y'all don't know that by now, you're smoking dope yourself. <laughs> And people talking about, about the election and Trump's coming back. I hope it happens. I mean, I hope it happens because it gives us time to preach gospel. Amen. I think God, you know, I'm believing God's going to take care of us here in America, United States of America. We've been the gospel throughout the world for 2,000 years. You know, come on, give us some, give us some credit here. Get, get, us, get us out of this mess, God. But I think it's a wake-up call for us to quit relying on government and everybody else and to get on your face and start praying a lot more than you are doing. I think that's the wake-up call. I think all of us went, what the heck happened? Okay. So, having said that, having said that, um, the question was, ah, I don't know. I don't know. Fun, though, isn't it? Yeah. Are y'all excited or scared? I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I've been dead twice. It wasn't that big a deal. You think I'm joking. I'm not. I'm not. The doctor walks in there and goes, your whole insides are, you know, you're, you're, on right, you're hanging right on the edge of death. And I went, well, okay, did you get it all? Yeah, I got it all. I want to go home. I got to go preach. I mean, I mean, either God keeps me alive or I go home now. I don't care. I fell off a scaffold one time and I thought I was dying. I mean, I, I, mean, I opened up my mouth and blood was coming out of it and my lungs were, you know, deflated. And I thought, I punctured a lung and I sat there and waited for an angel to catch me and he didn't. And I'm reaching all like this and blood. It wasn't blood coming out of my mouth. I ripped my jaw open, fell off a scaffold, and fell in a bunch of blocks. And blocks fell on my head. And I mean, it was, it was terrible. I, it was really bad. It was really bad. Anyway, and uh, I waited to die. And, and finally, I got my breath back. And they took me to the hospital and found out I didn't puncture a lung. My face was ripped open. And I got to tell you this. This is funny. If you're, if you're African-American, you're going to love this. And they wrote me down as, as, as black. And I said, I'm not black. And they went, yeah, you are. See, I wore construction. I wore tennis shoes and short pants. I mean, 
That's it. And I never wore a shirt for three or four or five years. And my hair had gotten so kinky, it was nappy. And the lady said, well, you're black unless you can prove otherwise. And I went. <laughs> and she changed it to white. And I got to tell you, that's when I fell off the scaffold. But um, I thought I was going to die that day. It didn't seem to bother me any. I was just like, well, I'm going home to be with Jesus. Are y'all all right? Any other questions? There is a battle of Armageddon. We will not be here for that. We will not hate when, 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 when all hell breaks loose. There's a video online you guys should watch. It's a charismatic faith and word preacher who the Lord gave him, showed him the rapture. It is really cool. I cannot. I'm going to find his name. And, he, and then his son had the same vision, and then he had a girl that came in a meeting that had the exact same vision. And what it is, he, he, and, and God told Tom Copeland that he had as much time to preach the gospel as I do, and he's, how old, Lisa? 82. Could they be right? And now Billy Brim thinks it's either here or here, definitely not in there. Mary Fran said we got seven years. She said we got to, we got seven more years. So, I, I, now that's my thing. I'm looking at that date going, woo, Jesus. Okay. I guess you can believe God for the rapture to take you out early. Man, I don't care. If it doesn't, you can still believe to go home. <laughs> I mean, I think you can die when you want to. God, I want to be raptured tonight. Glory. <laughs> Anybody else? Anybody else? Does this help? Did this help y'all? I mean, any at all? Is this informative? I think the biggest key for me was when the Lord answered about the Shemitah. What a Shemitah is and the fact that everything that God will do now will, will be in a Shemitah year. Whatever. I'm, I'm a 99.9%. It'll happen here, here, or here. That'll be the second coming. Worst case scenario, that's the second coming. And there ain't nothing after that. There ain't nothing after that. I, 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 I'm, if there is, you can kill me. <laughs> I'm ready to go. <laughs> I don't know. Too old to be around here. Kenneth Goldman wants 120 years. I think he's crazy. I ain't, I ain't sticking around here for no 120 years. Anyway, it's 826, and I went 15 minutes over. I hope you enjoyed this little presentation tonight. Was this a blessing? This is all, I mean, I, I, hadn't, I hadn't told you everything I know. I just hit the high spots. So I probably won't do this again until September. <laughs> the week before. You need to get in church, get right with God, bring your marijuana to church. <laughs> Let's pray. I just feel like I got to do something. Some of y'all are looking at me like you're, oh, good Lord. Father God, thank you for teaching us. And I believe with all of my heart, we don't know it all. I believe you want us to know. I believe you want us to be ready. You said in the Bible that had we know when the thief would come, we would not have allowed our home to be broken. You want us to know what you're doing. Paul knew. Why can't we know? I believe that even the mystery I'm talking about tonight 
will become clearer and clearer in the days ahead. And I believe we'll actually get a lot more insight into this. I pray over Israel. I pray that they would come out of darkness to light. I pray over this nation that, that, the, that the church will start preaching the gospel again and that people would get hungry. If you're watching right now and you don't know Jesus, I apologize to you. I should have taken the time to show you how to get saved. But anyway, watch us back here on, on Word of Life Church and we'll teach you how to get born again. Anyway, Father, I give you glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. I do want to start doing a lot more videos because there's people who don't come to church and going over some of this to where people can watch it and uh, get born again. Because even lost people are asking. They're asking this. And they want to know. They'll listen to this when they wouldn't listen to anything else. Okay, y'all get out of here. We hope you enjoyed this message by Word of Life Church. We just wanted to let you know there's a lot more content on our website at wolapopka.com from our YouTube channel to our podcast to our SoundCloud and many more events. We also wanted to let you know that we love giving you these messages and it helps us too that if you would love to give to the what we're doing, it helps keep all these messages free. You can just simply go to our website and click the big give now button or you can text 407-955-5345. And remember, our pastor's vision is this. We grow Christians. So we thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.